Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the Pope? Like I said, you will find out in this here podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a specific category that we've thought up. Uh, for example, this week we're looking for the best game that you thought was one genre, but turned out to be another. Uh, genre convergence has been happening for so long in video games that they're starting to feel more and more meaningless as distinctions in a world where everything has RPG elements and RPGs have elements from everything else. You could argue that video games are just video games and that these pigeonholes that we still use are archaic concessions to a bygone era that we in the media just keep around out of habit or obligation despite their waning relevance. Speaking of which, I'm joined today by Editor-in-Chief Tom Ory. Uh, we're also joined by Associate Editor Alex Donaldson and uh, Staff Writer Connor, who uh, I think you won last time you were on as well, didn't you? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I did win. I've been holding that with me for a while now. I'm really <laughs> proud of that. And it was your first win, if I remember rightly. So, yeah, I, uh, I, did, I did pretty shit last time, yeah. I, I won, so we're good. Well, uh, we'll see if you can repeat it. Um, I want to first hear from Tom because uh, uh, it was a very Tom uh, only just sent me his like literally before the second before we started recording, mm. and uh, it's 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 interesting. Uh, please name your pick, Tom. When this topic came in, because I said to Jim, I said, "Right, Jim, can you sort this out?" Because I'm very busy. Just don't. <laughs> don't mess it up and then he sent me these topics and they were like both awful topics <laughs> um so i was this one in particular i was ready to do this whole talk about how no game is ever i've never felt this about any game because i'm just too smart and too knowledgeable yeah and that if you don't know the genre of the game you're playing you're a clueless idiot um and i thought that won't i won't win with that even though i would <laughs> would be correct um and then i just it just came to me literally i was more or less almost clicking the link to join this. And I thought, bug snacks, right? Bug snacks. That right. is, it's a good choice. It's right so out bug, of the bug snacks is, uh, it came out around, it was like a PS5 and it launched game, but on other things as well. It's on everything now, <clears throat> pretty much, I think. But it's one of those games that is almost the, if you looked at it from how it was marketed, like the poster child for the wholesome games feeling among like there's a whole group of games that are like these games are wonderful for everyone they're <clears throat> they're fun colorful happy etc games and it had the the theme tune we can probably put the theme tune on jim if you're good enough at editing you could put that little snippet in if i'm good the, enough at editing. The, bug, the bug snacks little <laughs> jingle bit which is really a really good little jingle song right yeah um, i'll figure like, out how to drop that in somehow if yeah. you can jim It was like everyone was quite looking forward to it because it was like all oh, these fun creatures. Oh, look, he's got a burger for a hand. Oh, it's a pizza for a head or whatever. And it's like, oh, a hilarious marshmallow rat or whatever running around. Um, yeah. And it looked nice. It like a nice game with a bit of like sort of almost like survival slash animal crossing vibes to it. We're on an island. Yeah. Uh, hunting these little creatures but then people don't because it's cute you don't care about the hunting it's like pokemon right no one cares that you're trapping all these pokemon and having fights because it's pokemon and it's for kids so no one bothers about that um but it looked like a fun game right and 
it starts off fine. You you land on this island, and you're looking for um, this other person, Lisbeth, who went there a while ago and has gone missing. Essentially, you're trying to find out what happened to her, um, and you f- find out the island is full of these um, these snack creatures, the bug snacks, and they're all, as you might imagine, really cool looking mishmashes of of foodstuffs essentially yeah um and then it progressively gets more and more bizarre and troublesome the more Mm. you think about it like one of the main things that happens is that you feed um the other island people i can't remember what they're called um there's a name for all of them but these islanders and you feed them the snacks and they their body parts become the snacks essentially uh, so you might get one of these characters that has like a, a curly fry for a leg or a, a burger and a hot dog for an arm or something um and that is it looks kind of cool but also a bit weird a bit bit sort of horror movie body horror when you yeah. when you look at it right but you yeah. kind of like that's yeah, fine it's just a game whatever it's all fine um but you the more you progress through and you get past the initial stages of doing all the missions or whatever, the game takes a real quite huge turn in the latter stages. I don't really want to spoil it because it is really one of the biggest turns I've ever seen in a game my whole life. Mm. Um, but essentially, what is a quite a happy, fun game that i thought oh my son would like playing this it's a fun kids game this one suddenly becomes proper full-on horror movie just chaos at the end and it the, the end is actually like incredibly sad depending on how you how you how you play the game up to the end the final moments are like some real dark stuff happens and it's like I did not expect this from the game called Bug Snacks with the fun Bug Snacks tune. Um, it's almost like, you know, when they do those um, trailers for films, they twist them, they recut them to make like um, big into a horror movie or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of uh, big uh, con, if you don't remember, you probably have never seen <laughs> big, is Tom Hanks uh, as a child wakes up as a man. These days, that would probably be a bit weird but um back in the 80s that was a thing that happened like yeah in the 80s it was fine because everyone was just taking massive amounts of cocaine um but yeah so this this game is essentially like if someone had like this wholesome game and re-edited it half like towards the latter really towards the very end and turned Mm. it into a horror game like it is the yeah one of the i if you go into i mean hopefully i haven't spoiled it enough so that it's going to ruin it but it is just so like I've never been as surprised by an ending to a game yeah. before, and it's really it's a decent game, but it's only really memorable for me because of what happens at the end. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that is I, I was going to pick like a really obvious choice, so hopefully I'm going to ruin someone's day here by um, <laughs> by picking Brutal Legend, something real obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone picks that, it's like. Well, everyone everyone would think of that one. So I discarded that as a rubbish choice. Um, <laughs> they picked Bug Snacks. Um, well, you know what? Bug Snacks is. Uh, I, I haven't. I, I didn't get to the end of it because I don't have any time to do anything ever. But um, I did get to the point in Bug Snacks where it started feeling really sinister and it became a sort of like 
wait a minute, as you say, this is this is uh, this is some a tale about body horror and mm. and actually like the if i remember rightly there's like a real allegory for for like prejudice and um it's it, it becomes really dark and uh, it's got really kind of really uh, what we would call mature themes and uh yeah so it, it's uh, such a switcheroo and completely um, almost opposite from how it's marketed, although the marketing does have hints of that stuff. Um, yeah, I think if I, you I look think, for them, I think that at the at the time, no one expected it to be anything but a kind of yeah. cutesy little farming survival game. But so I do remember you thinking, looking for it, but it, no. it probably is there if you if you are. It looking is there, like lines. definitely the the limbs turning into food and stuff is there. But the tone of the trailers is so cutesy that it's like it's it's designed to obscure. It's really well done, and as you say, probably not that memorable a game were it not for that twist. But that twist is. Uh, incredible and the twist is all encompassing as well it's not necessarily one single event it's just like you know you slowly the, start to realize that something yeah. you gradually start to realize that things are this is not the cutesy game it appears yeah and then the end is a real like like head blown etc like this yeah. is like i can't believe this is happening type moment i, I wonder if how you don't many want people to play did it, actually it's um, probably on youtube but if you it's probably better if you're going to play it or get an idea of what the game is and then watch the ending, like the final bits, because it is like... But I think it's more impactful if you do play it because of various things that happen to people at yeah. the end. Um, and yeah, and it got everyone into Caro Caro Bonito um, for about 10 minutes, which which was <laughs> yeah. good for them. Um, all right. Uh, well, I think we have to go to Alex now. <laughs> so here's the thing I'd say about what, about Tom's pick. It's an interesting pick and it's a good pick. I suppose it depends on the way you think about genre in video games. Do you think about genre in more of a filmic way and think about it in terms of... Because what happens in Snacks is the game stays the same, but obviously there is a there is a tonal shift that moves it from a cutesy game into something else while the game stays the same. And I think there's there's quite a lot of games that do that sort of thing or even do that sort of thing between sequels like Shinru 1 and Shinru 2 are very almost or, or, or like different story genres even though the gameplay is basically identical um i have approached it in a more gamic way and i have gone for the obvious example tom so i've gone for brutal legend which for me is the poster child of this entire thing and the thing I find most interesting about it is this is a genre switch midway through the game that was highly pronounced. And yet throughout much of the game's promotional cycle, EA, the publisher, literally hid what the game actually was. And so a lot of people were genuinely caught completely off guard. Um which I is really you, but I fucking itself. stopped playing it when it turned into an RTS. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you don't know what it is, <laughs> so Brutal Legend is a action-adventure game that stars Jack Black, and basically it's a world where um, the very evocative artwork of like metal album covers has been brought to life as a video game world. And the storyline is literally Jack Black's character is a roadie, for metal bands and stuff and he gets sucked into this fantasy world where all the tropes of metal have come to life and they've got lots of the stars of metal in there so lemmy does a voice ozzy does a voice ronnie james dio does a voice and so on and so forth and it's a really good game like you know it's it's a really fun 
pretty basic action-adventure game at the 360 era with that sort of hack-and-slashy gameplay and you're running around and you're fighting these demons that look like the monsters from Metal Concept covers and all that sort of stuff. Um, and there's a the story, I think, is really fun and really interesting and there's a real joy in seeing and hearing a lot of these... Um, a lot of these stars, um, Rob Halford's in it, uh, Lita Ford's in it, and there's just so much joy in having all these people in it. And also, shout out to that game's opening menu, which is a live-action FMV with Jack Black talking to the uh, player out of character. Mm-hmm. And then sort of, you get, you literally, when you start the game, you go into an album cover, which is really yeah. cool. But yeah, so about halfway through the game, it just... Uh, ceases to be this hack and slash action adventure game and becomes this um, becomes this weird third person real time strategy game where you're still running around on the battlefield as this individual character, but you're also commanding things and it's sort of like a weird mix of like command and conquer meets Pikmin. Mm. Like the way Olimar runs around in Pikmin and commands the Pikmin to do things. Um yeah. Is, yeah. is is very very similar and i think it's really interesting on a lot of levels like tom is pulling a face and said it's the obvious choice it's <laughs> it's a boring choice but the thing that i find really interesting about it is well one the rts element is kind of crap so what the so the thing that happens <laughs> yeah. is yeah. a really brilliant game takes this weird turn into an area that makes it worse it doesn't make it bad i would i brutal legend is still brilliant um but you know like you said jim you stopped playing it um, oh yeah I, I fully the believe the game yeah i fully whack. believe it it takes a good game and turns it into a crap game um i see uh, I, I just absolutely I, I, for me by the time it hits the the, the problems in that stuff the yeah. um the story and stuff and the characters have bedded themselves in so well. They're so good that you go, you know what? I'm going to keep going. Um, but the, the thing that is really interesting on the outside of, how, and you know, on, on how the sausage is made sort of side of things is that this game was stuck in all sorts of legal trouble. So like it was in development with Activision and then Activision dropped it, canned it. But, um, Double Fine believed they still held the rights and so carried on working on it. And then EA picked it up. But then when EA picked it up, Activision was like, what the fuck? This is ours, even though we canned it. And then so before the game was out, there was a big lawsuit. So it was that weird thing of um, they have sort of indicated in the years since that perhaps the back half of the game wasn't as good as it could be because most of the leads like Tim Schafer were appearing in court and doing depositions and stuff (laughs) in order to make sure the game could actually come out. Um, So it's like there's interesting development stuff tied up in that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's such a wild game. And I think in terms of, like I say, there's, there's, there's genre switches where a, a game shifts genre. And I think in horror games and stuff, especially, that's yeah. really common. In fact, my favorite example of that, although I think it would be a stretch for this topic, is I think Resident Evil 7 is wonderful because it starts out as this survival horror game where you're terrified and you've got no ammo. And by the end of it, you're running around with a submachine gun and you're like Rambo. And the mm-hmm. thing I always loved about that is as a soft reboot of Resident Evil, it sort of actually takes you through the Resident Evil series where you start out in a modern recreation almost of the Spencer Mansion. And at the end, 
you're this far from punching a boulder, basically, in Resident <laughs> 6 style. And so there's that, but the game genre remains the same throughout in terms of the way it plays. But then in terms of an example of where a game literally takes a turn and it plays completely differently and it becomes something completely different. And literally what you've learned about the way combat works and stuff has to just get thrown in the trash because it all becomes irrelevant. There is no better example than Brutal Legend. And it's a good game. Wow. Wow. I mean, what a pitch. That's, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, mean yeah. I mean, yeah, it is the obvious choice, but I mean, Alex has pretty much like made, 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 made a case for like, why it's the obvious choice and and why it's therefore a really good one um uh, you know what thinking about genre uh, genres have you played a game called space rangers hd i feel like i have kieran gillen interviewed it uh, reviewed it ages ago and it's like this so it's a space exploration game but then it's got like text adventures choose your own adventure and it's got an rts element it's got all this other bollocks thrown in um just there, to occur to lot, me. It, it, that, that's that's an interesting one like yeah like I, said, I think there's 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 a lot of examples of games that change um that change in a story sense yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fable, I mean, I, I doubt this is what Connor's picked, so I can say it out loud. Like, Fable 3, yeah. I think, is another good example where halfway through the game, you become the king, and the entire tone of the way that story works changes, and it introduces a bunch of new mechanics. Topical. Chronicles um, of Riddick goes from, you know, an adventure game to an FPS, like a stealth adventure puzzle game, and then it yeah. turns into an FPS. But I can't think of a better example than Brutal Legend. Yeah, I've just I don't, completely I, turned I, I actually don't, down. I don't think there is one really um all right connor <laughs> so you, what both you, have, you both have picked quite intelligent you know choices you both made really good pictures on games um my pick is one that has some history of me it has a story tied to it it's dead or alive extreme 2 <laughs> for those who don't know dead or alive is a fine game right and as many of the people listening out there may know i kind of like those a lot and i did when i was younger and what I would do is I would go to game or game station with a few quid and I would go to like the, you know, the bargain side and try and grab some cheap Xbox games, Xbox 360 games. Um, the first Dead or Alive Extreme game was called Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball, whatever. But the second one was just Dead or Alive Extreme. So I saw that and I was like, sick, some Dead or Alive. I'm going to bring this home and learn some combos and go online and have a great time. And it's a volley. It's like a it's sort of like a date. It's not really a dating sim because basically what the game is about is that you and all these deadly fighters from around the world go to an island and slap bikinis on and play volleyball and <laughs> play in the pool. Right? It's like a, it's like a, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those sorts of games. There's no way of like hiding it. Um, but yeah, so it's all, so I bring it home. I boot it up, you know, m- my dad, likes he likes Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and stuff, or at least he did when I was living at home. So he he sat down on the couch behind me, getting ready to see what it's about. And it boots up and it's a it's a you know it's a bikini volleyball game. Um it's not just that to give the game some credit. There is some diversity in the game modes. There is a there's a casino first of all, which is where I ended up spending yeah. a lot of time playing blackjack mm. and roulette, which is quite good. Dead or Alive Extreme 2 has a sort of jet ski sort of mini game, which is quite cool. Um, I think I didn't, I'd never played a jet ski game before that, but I mean, it seemed right. 
Um, the closest thing to a fighting game in Dead or Alive Extreme 2, which is what I spend a lot of my time doing, is something called Butt Battle. <laughs> now, what Butt Battle is, is you and someone oh, else are on this floating sort of like tiny ring in a pool, and you need to sort of slam each other with your ass until one of them falls off. But you can dodge to the side as well. I don't know if you can parry, but I, from what I could tell when I was that young, it was just parry. about... It's just. I never thought I'd tell this story on the internet. It's quite wild. Because it was like 13-year-old me trying to like figure out the intricacies of butt battle on Dead or Alive Extreme 2. But, I just have to say, this is all referenced in the Dead or Alive movie as well, in depth, in the sense that there is a shot in the Dead or Alive movie of bikini-clad ladies playing a butt battle on a, you know, a floating Lido. Um, it's very faithful. It's one of the best video game movies ever made. It is. Con- Connor, just, just to check, like, off-camera, I mean, people can't see this, but you don't have, like, a full-size body pillow of Kasuma or anything, right? No, just, I don't. Uh, I, I am, just I am, checking. I am hey, body pillow. Tom dropping... Tom knows Dead like, or Alive character just names. Just yourself I, as a Dead or Alive. I just Googled like a... it, all right? <laughs> you just Googled it? <laughs> I just Googled characters. <laughs> but, you know, and a lot of the minigames kind of are that sort of thing. There's Tug of War, which is basically the same. You press <laughs> buttons and one of you fall in the bloody pool. There's, um... There's like you each character has their favorite gifts and colors and stuff. So you after a day of, you know, butt battling, you just buy them a, a bunch of flowers or whatever and they and they like you more, which means they perform better in volleyball. It's all about it's a volleyball game at its core. It's very, you know, based around that. But yeah, so I was kinda it kind of shocked me back then because the reason why I would buy these fighting games is because after school I'd invite some lads around to play some more combat. Or something weird, or Blaz Blue, or maybe something weird in Japanese or whatever. And I was like, great, you know, Dead or Alive is all right. This might be good. You know, I have some love, but I can't show him this. <laughs> we can't have a battle first to five in the room, like me and a bunch of teenagers. It'd be a bit weird. Um, it's, it's basically the loosest video game ever in the sense that it's, uh, it's a bunch of mini games that are built to sustain the titillation of the player. Yeah. Yeah. basically and i think you know this is probably due to me being kind of dumb back then and not looking at the box and realizing what i was getting into but i genuinely thought i was going to get like a fighting game and what i got what ended up what i ended up getting was you know a a blackjack and roulette simulator i quite like that your pure innocence (laughs) led you down the path of this smart essentially yeah like i'm kind of shocked i was able to get it I think I went down like, to, like a game station did, or whatever. Did you get like smirked at by the the, the person behind the tail or just a little wink? They must have. I think I, from what I can remember, I don't remember that, but I must have left, and they must have immediately started cracking jokes or something. <laughs> when I worked in a retail store, someone traded in a um, an animated Japanese pornographic video right. on a PSP UMD, and because we took <laughs> UMDs in, so yeah. it was a UMD copy of some hentai film and uh some tentacle porn thing and uh it remained on the shelves of the store for ages and you know you can imagine the joy that spread throughout the store <laughs> on the day that someone bought it was it connor it the counter it wasn't connor <laughs> it, it um, wasn't me i promise yeah, it wasn't uh, me trust me people in shops would have noted who was buying uh products uh, of yeah, c- of a certain stripe. People who bought copies of Galgun, for instance. <laughs> um, yeah, 
They were but yeah, I used to so, work in Maplin, and you definitely kept a note of the kind of people who were buying spy cameras back in the early two thousands because they, they didn't have that many uses back then. Um, well, you got me nervous now because I didn't go and like trade it back in because I spent <laughs> money on it, and it was like I can play blackjack. It's all right. Well, have you still got it? Um, <laughs> I'd have to dig it out. You're going to put I, a I Donaldson prob- pro- and just like show us the perfect dark that got stolen. I probably, <laughs> I probably do have it somewhere. Um, it's, it is admittedly not at the top of my fine game collection, mind you. Play Magazine described it as the Manhattan Project for video game jiggle physics. Who <laughs> <laughs> no. wrote that? Fantastic. Is that a transfer? I don't know. I was going to say it's pretty transfer. Maybe even So what I love about this, Connor, is how wholesome it is oddly because the way so the way the other two interpreted the topic was at a very sort of high level um you know uh discussion about the nature of genre and uh, do we treat game genres like film genres or are we talking about story are we talking about mechanical genres and mm. and talking about the relationships between those sorts of things and, and your interpretation of the topic is um and and to your credit, is exactly how it's written. The best game that you thought was one genre, but turned out to be another. A yeah. very personal story about how mm-hmm. you were a child and you thought you were getting a fighting game and you actually had bought what is Porn. essentially softcore pornography. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also like how it has, like, apparently it has a, an incongruous casino bit, which, is, which puts it in a similar kind of media category as Last Jedi. What do you... What do you use the money for? Buying presents for your your newfound friends, your like yeah. borderline naked friends, yeah. And but honestly, fits. I so, but, like, and this is going you have to trust me on this one. I honestly just kind of booted up, tried everything else, played a bit of butt battle, and then just <laughs> accrued money at the casino until I got bored as a thirteen year old. But like, yeah, I mean, it seemed I, all right when I played it. It didn't. I mean, it seemed a bit weird. Like I, I wasn't. At that age, I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to be caught dead playing this. You know, that was long a period since, as well. Yeah, left the couch behind me. Kind but, of but, but little do you know, weird. your friends at the time would have killed for a copy of that. They, <laughs> they wouldn't would have been able to get one if they'd tried. You just would have lucked out by having the most lackadaisical uh, game store employee uh, who definitely shouldn't have sold that to you. <laughs> well, like, if I came back with a copy of, like, like a, like a sick more combat game, which I already kind of had because it was snuck to me by sneaky cousins yeah but they would have walked into my room at, at home and found me basically booting up like you said like porn for the lads which <laughs> wouldn't have gone you know i mean maybe they would have been down with it but i wasn't like i, would have, I mean I they would have been jealous at, at not having their own copy i'm not sure they would have been well up for like enjoying it as part of a group activity <laughs> Um, but yeah, I really, I, I really love how different your interpretation of the topic is to, to everyone else. But, um, it's, it's the letter of the law. It's the, it it is like the topic to the letter, which, Mm. which it's as I wrote it, which is, I will say, I will say I did, I did go into Brutal Legend because that was not a game I was reviewing. So I went into it expecting a fun action adventure romp with a load of people that I liked doing voices in it. And then I was shocked for me. I was an RTS fan though. So I kind of relished in it, even though it was a bit crap. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like you like Pikmin as well, right? And Command and Conquer, and like so. Command all and Conquer is like top, yeah, top five game series of all time. For me, so, so like, yeah. it, it, so so from your perspective, that started out as a an open world action adventure. Uh, of the kind we were talking about in the last episode, these uh, sort of wonderful open world games that all had these weird high concepts. Yeah. It started off as one of those. That's the kind of game that you like, and then it fanned out into another kind of game that you like. Yeah, but, yeah, it but, was really, it was really interesting yeah. and really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And for I mean, me, that's yeah. where it lost me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I've got to pick something. I'm going to play on, the... just on add just before you play that thing. <laughs> I predicted this whole thing right. So at the beginning of this podcast, I was like. This this is bullshit, and only idiots would not know the genre of the game they were buying, right? Connor, okay. exactly <laughs> what I said. Yeah, and I also said brutal legend would be the obvious pick. Is your contention Alex? that Connor's an idiot, or that thirteen-year-olds are idiots? Just to clarify, thirteen-year-old Connor. <laughs> that, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think everyone's an idiot when they're thirteen, aren't they? I certainly was. Um, all right, okay, I'm going to play the, the Got to Pick Something jingle. Oh, and now I've got to pick something. So uh, I love, <laughs> as I've said, I really love, I really love Connor's choice. Um, but I think I would say that the game itself didn't, you weren't duped or anything. You were just you were just thirteen and 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 buying what looked to you like a fighting game. But it didn't mention volleyball on the cover at all, did it not? No, uh, it's uh, that, isn't it? Hang on, the hang second on, one is on. Dead or Alive Extreme Two. The first one is Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball. Dead or Alive Extreme Two. I need to see the cover of this game now. All right, it's got like actually... it's got people in bikinis the in it, but they can punch game, each other. The, the cover of this game has a woman riding a jet ski, yeah. two women in bikinis, and then women playing beach volleyball. Hmm. There's, not an indi- there's, not, there's not a clenched fist in sight. Well, yeah, they are. They're I mean, paying volley- the back- like, you know, they're trying to, like... <laughs> hmm. Well, I think... Uh... <laughs> You've disarmed me there. But I, I mean... The thing, the thing about the thing... That, I'm, I'm try- I desperately want to know what it said on the back. I want to know 13-year-old Connor failed Oh, to no one the reads the, the back. Oh, uh, well, here we go. No here we go. 13-year-old so, reads the so back. Even, the, even though the, the topic... The even though the topic doesn't necessarily mean uh, that an element of deception was involved, I do think it does enhance someone's case if an element of deception was involved. Well, this is the thing. I think, in the, I mean, you'd have to go back and look, but I definitely feel like, because I was, I was in... I was working in games news. Yeah. Brutal Legend wasn't a game that I was working on or around. But I definitely feel... I was going to E3 then, and I feel like... I was not aware that that game had an RTS element until I, I literally only I saw it a few times at preview. I remember it, a lot of people. There was never people, a sign of RTS. Yeah. Like they actively hid it, and so it was yeah. like I think it was when reviews dropped. It was like I think a uh, lot of people. I remember a lot of people on Twitter going mental, like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> also, I do want to say I found the Dead or Alive box now. It, there is a quote, a box quote from IGN on the backs: "Dead or Alive Extreme Two takes fins to another level of sinful enjoyment." That's a quote from the Imagine Games Network. Fighting games, punching people. <laughs> I mean, that could, be, that could be uh, you, that could be a box court for uh, Mortal Kombat. It could be, yeah. Could it not? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay, look, uh, I love everyone's choice uh, once again. God, they've been getting really difficult recently. Now that people have, uh, have figured out how to, uh, how, to, how to game the show. Um, I love everyone's choice, but... 
and I'm, I re- apologize to everyone who this isn't, but I'm going to give it to Tom. Yes. Ooh. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm sorry, Connor. But I just, I know that we were discussing about, you know, like gameplay genres versus movie genres and, 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 and stuff like that. But the, the, the sheer tonal shift in Bug Snacks uh, and is, is incredible. And I think it does constitute something of a genre change, even if it's not mechanical. But what I love about it is that it's not a deception. It is actually there hiding in plain sight in all the marketing. It's just everyone just didn't see it or chose not to see it. But the, if, you, if you go back and watch those original trailers... They are sinister. Those elements are are seeded. Uh, they, they just don't draw much attention to them. Now you do see someone's arm turn into a into a into a curly fry, which is, I mean, that's that's straight up. That's horrific, isn't it? <laughs> there's no way to there's no way to dance around that. So uh, yeah, going to give it to Bug Snacks, and uh, but I, I do think that um, as well, uh, brutal legends. Uh, I do hope Brutal Legend comes up in another topic because it deserves to be in our sort of weird Hall of Fame of of best games because it's definitely the best at something. It's one of the best Tim Schafer games for at least the first 12 hours. The um, saddest thing was they were doing a sequel as well and like yeah. they found out that EA had cancelled the sequel not from EA directly but like from an EA press release. It's just in, Fucking that awful. Is, insane hopefully now gets it tight on this podcast but they do deserve it in fairness well hopefully now they're at microsoft maybe that's i assume ea owns that ip but like if tim really wants to do it once he's done psychonauts or whatever microsoft can go to ea and say how much do you want for I mean, the Brutal Legend IP? My, Microsoft can go to EA and go, how much do you want for the entire company? <laughs> <laughs> they do um, it just for Brutal Legend. I would say, like, like Bug Snacks, uh, I, I love that it's in. We're going to have to, like, make some kind of uh, listing of all the games that are in our best games pantheon. Uh, Brutal Legend deserves a place in there. Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball 2. <laughs> is <laughs> uh, uh much more dubious yeah and um yeah it's uh, it's in the gal galgun category of like uh honorable mentions for, for almost getting the podcast cancelled entirely all right well thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll speak to you later like i said you will find out in this year podcast if you enjoyed the show please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast it really helps us get the word out uh, we're not just a podcast of course if you'd like to hear more from the team then check out vg247.com for our fantastic news coverage features reviews and game guides thank you so much for listening goodbye <laughs>